0: testing. Let's hope this sounds way better. If not, I'm going to be annoyed, but whatever. We're doing our best. Okay, you try.
1: Where do I speak? It's in that little thing. Okay. I have a little story to tell you about the lady who does... Uh, the cat lady who does this um, podcast. She is in love with the man who is... <laughs>
0: Okay, finally, part two with Camilo. Um, I just want to say really quickly at the beginning, this is talking a little bit more about just the mechanics of grace, I guess. So even, you know, if you're not in that Christian sphere, it's interesting to get this perspective, especially after hearing part one and what Camilo grew up with and how this has impacted his life now and how we get to where we are today. So I hope you like it. I will add a little bit more at the end, so stay tuned for that as well okay so last time where we left off we were talking about you had this vision for a place where people could come and a place that had like just love for people and and grace and you were kind of in the midst of finding that still so I guess and obviously I know how this turns out but it was a long journey to get to where we are today and and you said that it took a while for what is now one but was at first one heart to actually start. So how did that how did that happen? Where where did you start and you kind of had to pick up a lot of different pieces. So take it away <laughs>
1: for sure. So I get this image or vision or, or dream back in probably March of 2009. And the actual ministry one heart didn't start till 2011 and it took about two years you know at first you know I I thought I went around told people and then again you know we wanted to create this group or or this place where people can come as they are you know people that uh, we we, I found out that a lot of people had encountered so many barriers between them and God and that's what I had encountered myself so uh, even though I kind of wanted to do it right away I'm glad it took about two years because even though I had a little bit of grace in my heart I definitely needed to know more.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's
1: one thing to know grace, and it's a different thing to live by grace mm-hmm. and to show grace to others. It's really easy to say, well, God is grace, Jesus is grace, and Jesus will do or has done all these great things for me, and I don't earn them or I don't deserve them, but they're there for me. But it's another thing to start seeing people that way. Mm-hmm. you know. So uh, in this journey, you know, it was about two years where, first of all, I had to forgive uh, what had been done to me. You know, and not because they were bad people. I had to realize, I had to get to the point where I knew that the, the people that led me in such direction is not because they were bad. I actually think that very few of them know what they're doing. Very, very few. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the top leaders. But yeah. the rest of them, you know, um, just think that's the way you should lead. That's the way you enter into a relationship with God. So I had to understand in my heart that they were not bad people. Mm-hmm. That they just knew the wrong doctrine or theology. So in this process is where God started speaking to me a whole lot, you know, about what grace was, about what uh, grace meant, what did it mean to live by grace. And uh, um, really, grace is so amazing because it's not up to you. That's when I realized that the gospel is not about you. Yes, it's about people. Yes, it talks about you. But gospel is not about what you can do or what you cannot do. Gospel is about what Jesus did for you, period. So that's the amazing thing about the gospel. Gospel uh, really means, um, in in the original Greek, it means uh, news that are almost too good to be true. No way. It does. Um, You've heard it before, you know, it means good news. But no, the actual translation is news that are almost too good to be true. Wow. Because that's a reality. It's almost too good to be true. So you're a sinner. You don't deserve nothing. And then Jesus comes, he saves you, and he gives you everything. And that's when I understood that all the blessings from God, everything that came from God, it wasn't because of what I did. It wasn't based on my obedience, my holiness, no. it was based on the work of Jesus at the cross. Mm-hmm. And at that moment I finally felt free because all this life I had, I had all these years I had struggled to be good enough for God. Mm-hmm. I had a struggle to become that one person that God wanted me to be. you know I had to be holy, I had to be uh, saint, I had to do all these things and stop doing all these things to earn His favor, you know, to earn His blessings, to earn His approval. And even though like, uh, we always say God loves you no matter what, is one thing to say it and another thing to live it. Because even though I would say that, I would preach about it, but in my own life or the way I treated others was different. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, He loves me until, or He blesses me until. Mm-hmm. But once I understood, you know, Jesus on that cross 2,000 years ago purchased everything for me. Everything that I needed. you know, Mm -hmm. He saved me. He bought all the blessings for me. My life changed. Mm -hmm. Because it's not that I had to be holy or that I had to obey or I had to do all these things in order for God to bless me. But it was more a response to His love. Mm -hmm. Finally got to the point where I said, okay, I'm not going to sin. First of all, of course, because it kills me because it's the worst thing that can happen to you. But not because I want to please God. He's already pleased with me because I am in Jesus. So Mm -hmm. my response to Him... Is try to act holy. It's try to obey. You know, so that whole thing changed in my life because now I didn't do things because I have to because either I was afraid that God will punish me or because people will find out mm-hmm. or because, of course, um, bad things will happen to me. Mm-hmm. But now it was like, I don't have to do this because God loves me so much. And if he says I shouldn't do it, it's because it affects me. It doesn't affect God. I mean, it hurts his heart, I'm sure. That's why he died for sin. But it's not that he... Uh, is less powerful or that He stops loving me. No, really sin affects us individually and of course our actions affect others as well. But once I understood that I didn't have to sin because of that reason, because it was such a loving God that told me, Hey, don't do this Mm -hmm. uh, because it's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And it was my response to God in love. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I got more generous, not because I had to, not because if you give you will receive, if I believe it's a principle. That was not the reason for me being generous. It was like, God has given me absolutely everything. I don't have to do anything. Just believe in his Mm -hmm. grace and accept his uh, favor, accept all that he's given me. And therefore, I can bless others. Mm -hmm. So I had to get to that point where I could understand where grace really was. Because there's a big misconception. On one side, you have the people that say grace is a merited favor. And it is only part of it.
0: A merited favor. Yeah,
1: So favor that you deserve, you know, a merited favor. Yeah, so that's only part of it. And then there's the other people that say, well, grace is the power to not sin so that he can bless you. Mm -hmm. That's part of it, too. But not so that he can bless you, because he's already blessed you.
0: Are both of those, like, what you heard growing up? Uh,
1: Kind of, individually. Mm -hmm. You know, but but then again, you know, one is, okay, it's just a merited favor, how do I earn it?
0: Right.
1: You know, well, it's a merited, I know. But then again, people will come and, and tell you, you know, even though grace is a merited favor, you can always fall from grace. You know, so it's like... What is it then? Then you you've got the other people that the only reason for grace is for you don't, for you to not sin so that God can bless you. So that means that the only way God can bless me is if I obey and do all the right things.
0: So be perfect, exactly, and then you get grace.
1: Absolutely. So you are trapped, you know. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, people always use this phrase fall from grace." You know, you're, you have fell from fallen from grace, which has got nothing to do with sin. Really, what it means is like you have stopped trusting in Jesus. You've gone back to your own huh. works. If you study the Bible, that's what it really means. But it's easy to take a scripture and say, well, you've fallen from grace because you've sinned too much. Now, who draws that line? Is it Jesus? Does God say, okay, it's okay for you to sin up to this point. What happens now? Is the line the same, the line for, same from everybody? Is either grace for everyone or not for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really grace is like a coin. Mm-hmm. You have two sides in a coin. The one side is, of course, a merited favor, right. meaning you can never earn anything from God. Yeah. You're not good enough. You will never be good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus was good enough for you. He paid the price. He was mm-hmm. perfect. He never broke the law. The moment you give your life to Him, righteousness is imputed unto you. You become like Jesus. So now, you have not, I don't want to say the right, but the privilege of um, benefiting from all the promises. Okay. You don't do anything. So, I'm ready to favor. You cannot earn it. Mm-hmm. But the other side of the coin is also uh, ability. The ability uh, God's ability that works in you, in your heart, to do what you cannot do on your own. Yeah. So it's awesome. So saying that grace is just come just so you cannot sin yeah. is not complete. Or saying that grace is just a mental favor is not complete. But mm-hmm. once you put in two and two together, so this power comes in my life, I don't deserve it, mm-hmm. I cannot earn it, mm-hmm. but it empowers me to be a better person. Because I can understand His love. I can understand how crazy and madly He's in love with me. There's a a, a scripture, and I don't know if I've said this before, but Romans 2, 4 says, Don't you know that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance? Nobody had ever told me that scripture. Never, ever. Yeah. You know, I thought, okay, what leads me to repentance is punishment, consequences. You know, people telling me that I'm sinning. But no, it is actually the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go uh, on to John, this is very amazing because this is what happens. John is the only one who records, well, he calls himself uh, the, uh, the uh, disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. Which is really weird. You know, you're writing yeah. about yourself in third person. You say, <laughs> the disciple whom Jesus loved. You know, imagine here, <laughs> it's me and k right here. Well, k and the, Jesus, the disciple whom Jesus loved. You know, <laughs> really weird. So he writes this, right? Uh-huh. And he's the only one who records this. Uh-huh. uh If you you love me, you shall follow my commandments or you shall do what I say, right? If we just stop right there, we say, okay, it's a proof of love." right? Now, uh, fast forward uh, many years to where John is old. So Uh John is old and when you're old, you got to shoot straight. You're not going to talk around, you know, you're going to say what you think. So he Uh writes this letter, the very same person who said, okay, if you love me, you'll follow my commandments. Because probably the, the, the other guys heard it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But it didn't, they didn't click it. Yeah. in their heart. You know what I mean? So, fast forward a few years. Now, John, in his last letters, he says this. He says, we love because God loved us first. Mm-hmm. So, he understood that the reason or the only way to love God is receiving His love. He's the one who says God is love. So, funny thing about this. Who's the only one who was at the cross? What's it, John. John. The only one who knew, who didn't focus on his love, but on God's love for him, was at the cross. What about Peter? who said, I will do all this for you. Yeah. I, I, will, I will never leave you. He was not there. Yeah. Because he was boasting on, of his love for Jesus. Oh, John was boasting of Jesus' love for him. Yeah. He goes to the end of the life, his life, and he says, listen, you are just like Jesus. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. Wow. We love because God first loved us. So that's what I had to come to that point where I could understand that He loves me because of grace, because He's my Father, and because He loves me. If I am emerged uh, or submerged in that love, yeah. <laughs> that means that I can love others. Yeah. But it's unconditional love. Uh-huh. It's a love that we cannot comprehend. Yeah. That no matter what I do, He will still love me. But that doesn't lead me to go and sin and do whatever thing. Uh Because that, I would not understand His love. His love is so big that when I understand that His love is so huge, I get in love with Him and I can come to Him. Because this is what happens. And that's one of the things that I wanted to, I guess God was working in my heart so that I could be clear when I gave the message. Uh What happened before? We think, you know, if you have sin, you cannot come to Jesus. Right? You cannot yeah. come to God because He's pure. He's holy. Therefore, you cannot come. Or, or you can, but you got to somehow clean yourself before. Right? Mm-hmm. So what happens? You start putting all these barriers in between you and God. Mm-hmm. Right? But it comes down to your ability. Right, right. To what you can do in your own effort. Now, when, when you say this, come to Jesus just as you are. Don't yeah. pick sin or Jesus. If you sin, okay, come to Jesus. The reason I say this, and I'm so bold when I speak about it, yeah. is because if you come to Jesus as you are, his majesty, his holiness, his anointing, his presence will be so overwhelming in your life that you're not gonna like sin. Yeah. All of a the sudden the, the, the desire to sin leaves. Uh-huh. But if we keep on putting uh, barriers between people and Jesus, then you focus on yourself, on your sin, or why you yeah. why you cannot follow Jesus, why you cannot serve Jesus. But if you come and tell somebody, come just as you are, you're sin and forget about your sin. Don't worry about it. You just come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Eventually, as you come to Jesus, just as you are, mm-hmm. He gives you the power to overcome sin. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, sin loses its power. And you have no desire. Yeah. Now, am I saying that I never sin? Of course not. I yeah. mean, of course I do. <laughs> I sin still. Uh-huh. I try not to sin. Uh-huh. And I really, But not because if I sin, God is going to stop loving me or, not, or punish me. No. I don't, of course, there's consequences. Mm-hmm. But I don't sin because of... I try not to sin because of His love. Mm-hmm. Because of what He has done. Yeah. So I had to get to that point where I could understand the way God saw me so that I could see good people in the same way. Hmm. Cuz yeah. the way I was led is nobody is good enough.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And
1: you got to control people. You got to manipulate people. You got to tell people what to do. And I believe that the role of a pastor is that's Jesus. That's Jesus come to him. Your role is not to uh control people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are there to give advice, of course, but your main advice should be mm-hmm that's Jesus, that's Jesus, go to him, go to him, go to him, and that's the role of a pastor, to lead him where,
0: to Jesus, Yeah.
1: so I had to get to the point where I understood that, mm-hmm. so that I could start something, and value people,
0: Yeah. and yeah. truly
1: love people, and know that people would come with different ideas, with different uh, beliefs, because before, yeah. if you believed different, you were a rebel. Yeah. You know, I, I was called a rebel. People thought, I and right. I wasn't. I really was not a rebel. <laughs> I just thought, this is messed up. You know, there's got to be something different. Right. I guess I was a rebel in that matter, <laughs> you know, which I went against that current. Yeah. But I wanted to get to the point where I could say, okay, church is a place for broken people.
0: Yeah. And I think, I guess that's something that I see a lot of, I mean, I would say especially in the U.S., a lot of, Criticism of the church is that they say it's people who are hypocrites who say you have to be perfect and you have to get everything right You can't do a single thing wrong, but then they also live and do things the wrong way But the thing is like wait. I mean what you're saying is you're acknowledging that straight up like we're not going to be perfect Absolutely. But we have to let God change us
1: and that's the whole thing because Church is full of hypocrites. Of course. Of course it is. We're all hypocrites now the problem is when you think that you got to come to church, when church becomes a club, okay? Yeah. That's the problem. What do I mean by club? It's a club only for certain people. Mm-hmm. And the way you pay your membership is by reading the Bible, by praying, by tithing, mm-hmm. uh, by acting the way every Christian should act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, what happens? At that moment, we come to the, a place, you know, called church, which should be a family for broken people, mm-hmm. and we have masks. This is my mask for church this is who i am in church i believe something if you're gonna sin the safest place to sin should be church what do i mean by that i know it's a little radical <laughs> i mean we're not encouraging people to sin yeah but if you should be so comfortable at church and being who you are mm. that you can sin and be open about it because that's the only way you can find help yeah so of course that's where
0: people hide everything exactly yeah
1: if you're gonna be real be real at church right so what happens You come to the place where you say, okay, I wanted to create a place where people could say, like, this is who I am. I wanted to to create a place where people can come and smoke, uh, tell dirty jokes, curse, you know, not because I was going to encourage that. And I never do. And I I know that's bad. Yeah. But I wanted them to feel so loved the Mm -hmm. way Jesus makes you feel. Yeah. So you could be who you are. Because this is the amazing thing about Jesus. We have it wrong. Or at least I had it wrong. I thought you had to behave first, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After you behaved, you could be part of the club. Right. So now you could believe, yeah. right? Yeah. And once you behaved and you believed, now you could belong. You were a part of the mm-hmm. church because you had fulfilled those requisites. Yeah. You behave first, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't listen to secular music. Then, okay, because I don't do that, I'm somehow good enough to believe. Now that I believe, okay, I'm part of the club. You know? Now, it's a very close club, sadly. Uh It's very exclusive. Uh Not inclusive. But Jesus, what did Jesus do? He comes and he says, you belong. Before anything, you belong. We see it with the woman of the well. We see it with the woman that was almost stoned uh, to death. We see it with everybody, with Zacchaeus. He Uh comes, you belong, period. There's a guy, little guy, Zacchaeus. That's what you call it uh-huh. in English. <laughs> he, is, he climbs in the tree. Uh-huh. He's a mess. Mm-hmm. He is a mess. He's a thief. People hate him. He yeah. comes. hey, dude, come down. I'm going to go eat into your house. Yeah. Me? Why me? I don't deserve this. Uh-huh. He comes and makes you belong. Once you belong, you're empowered to believe. Uh-huh. So like, oh, my gosh. I have a family. I can't believe in this because this love is real. Uh-huh. And the byproduct is behavior. Mm. Because I'm in love. Because I feel his love. Because this is not who I am. God has something better. I cannot mm-hmm. Behave, yeah. Because Jesus, what did Jesus, what did Jesus do? He first gave you the uh, gift of no condemnation. Mm, you know, yeah. who condemns you? Nobody. I don't either. Go and say no more. Wow. That's what he does. Yeah. The goodness of God leads you to repentance, mm-hmm. but that goodness brings acceptance, brings belonging, mm-hmm. and that leads you to believe. And then once you believe, you're like, okay, this is not good for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: can change my mind, and I can start acting mm-hmm. like Jesus wants me to act. Yeah, But yeah. everything begins in belonging. We are not an army of Christ. We are a family of God. That's mm. what we are. Yeah. And while we understand we're a family, we understand that God is not the general. God is my father. Because the problem is that we see God as a boss. Yeah. If I do this, if I do that, I'm a mess. You know, God is not going to bless me. He's, he's mad at me. Uh-huh. But if, if I see him as a father, I'm like, oh my God, my father loves me.
0: Yeah. I can be yeah
1: I can love others. so once I had that concept, that under, understanding of who Jesus was, what grace was and that I had to bring that to people because it's one thing to preach grace right another thing is to show grace mm. you know yeah. so people can say, "Wow, so we started off uh, so after you know we had this idea, I told everybody I had mm-hmm. told my, my pastor I had switched churches you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, my pastor I uh, knew about the vision. He would always come and tell me, hey, when are you going to start? When are you going to start? And I kept on putting excuses because I thought this is a really good idea, but I don't, I don't want to mess it up. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to fail. Right, right, and right. during this moment, too, part of my heart was I'm going to prove the old church wrong. Uh, I'm going to prove them that I am worth it. I'm going to prove them that I can do this better than them, yeah. which was a horrible motivation, horrible, right. horrible. So part of my fear was "What if I fail? The other people are going to think, wow, you see, you're a rebel. God yeah. did not bless you. God did not use you. So that matters. And finally, my chair my, my pastor told me, Listen, either you start one her or I will start it for you. No uh, way. I was like, no, dude, you're not gonna steal my idea. <laughs> so I went on and I started that next week. You know, little apartment, three people.
0: Three people? Yeah, well me the and first. three more. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> the funny thing is that those three people were my friends who were like, okay, you've talked about it so much. You won't shut up. I'll just go and support you. <laughs> so that's how we started. You know, that's in uh, March 2011. Okay. A little apartment, you know, and uh, I didn't know. I, mean, I knew where I, where I wanted to get or I had a, a, an idea. I just wanted a place. But I didn't know how to go about that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the next month, it was just me, you know, preaching. It was more like a Bible study. Like I still had the old way of doing it. You know, like me sitting and I, I'll... Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, hoping that people will understand what I understood, you know, or, or somehow thinking that the revelation mm-hmm. that I had gotten was going to be for them right away. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, no, because they had come with a lot of baggage. They had come right. with a lot of doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Sometimes doctrine gets in the way of you and God. Your own mm-hmm. doctrine gets in the way of God's blessings, of God's revelation, because you're so into yourself, and, and you think, well, this is what they've told me. This is what I believe. So this is who God is. And we make God into our own image. So it was really hard to wow, transform dear. these people, you know. It was really hard to, to say, hey, no, that's not who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Let me show you who Jesus really is. Yeah. So people will come. People will hate us. Others will come, you know. So... Um, I remember we, for about four or five months, we had like probably average of four or five people. You know, the moment we got seven, we're like, oh my goodness, you know, we're going to fill up stadiums. And it, it was crazy. <laughs> seven so, <laughs> people are going to
0: fill stadiums. Oh, I'm
1: talking. <laughs> so it was funny because the desperation that we had, it was like, we want to attract people. We want to bring people in. We want them to hear the message. So what yeah. can we do? You know, so we started using a few strategies. So it was at first just me, you know, clean up everything, you know, buying from my own money uh, food to give them, you know, like a little sandwich or snacks. Or, uh-huh. you know, it was all me. We didn't have any support. Um, but I believed in it so much, you know. So yeah. uh, eventually we said, okay, this was so random. I don't know why we came up with this. But we said, okay, we're going to have, we're going to do one hard different every week. People would not know. It's a surprise. If they invite (laughs) me to a place, hey, it's a surprise. I don't know if I will go, you know, but anyway. So one week was a message, you know, the other week was a movie. The other week was a message. The other week was uh, games, you know, but it was random, you know. I don't know why we came up with it. I like it. No, uh, it sounds good on paper, but imagine this. Uh You got 10 people, Uh which was a huge number. You can organize 10 people to play a game. Uh What about when you have 30
0: uh-oh. And then we had one
1: night where we had a movie, and people came and said, you know what, thank you for that movie. You know, the 12 people that came, because we had grown a little bit, but I really wanted to hear a message. I needed a message, you know, so that transformed me. I was like, oh my God, people are really coming because of the message, you know. Yeah. One night we wanted to watch a movie, and uh, me and friend Jose, my friend Jose, we uh, set up 20 chairs, you know, believing, standing in faith. We're, these people are going to be filled up, you know, they're going to come watch the movie, we're going to give an awesome message afterwards. We went on, bought popcorn, you know, um, snacks, soda, everything. Nobody showed up, which <laughs> just me and him, you know. No. So next to sitting next to each other, you know, watching the movie. But I, I guess the vision was so strong, and I saw the need that I said well, we gotta keep pushing. It. Yeah. You know, so we kept pushing it. Finally, people started coming. People started coming. It's funny because we had uh, back then we had a, a group of five leaders, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: You know sure. how many people we had at uh, one Five. <laughs> Everybody that came were the leaders. Because, <laughs> you know, that's the that's strategy that we use or just said, you know, but people that really wanted, it, you know. So, right. Yeah. Um, funny, because out of those five, uh, two are, to the day, one of our top leaders, you know, and yeah. they get, pretty much got saved that one herd.
0: Wow. You know?
1: So we started seeing that people that would not go to church started coming. Yeah. You know, it, it was a little weird, you know, because people yeah. that would not go to church, non-believers, atheists. We had a case of an atheist who came and now he's a believer, you know, wow. so we started having all that people, you know, and, and they said, okay, what's next? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to just sit and read the Bible. I have to start preaching and explaining all that. So we said, okay, this is awesome. What about worship? So initially worship was with my iPod, you know, my iPhone. So it was funny because, you know, I would preach for like an hour and a half, you know, because... Oh. <laughs> They just, they just sat on listen for some reason. I don't know if they were nice. I don't know, but for well, not, that's that was my old, the way I, I was led. You know, that's what I that knew. How
0: long church was? Oh, you?
1: oh, sometimes three hours. Get it was long here.
0: Yeah. So okay, so you had your little iPod. Your so, page, and you were
1: You talked three hours. So we had my iPhone. That was what we used for our worship. You know, mm-hmm. we had a big speaker at least, and uh, I speak for about an hour and a half. You know, because <laughs> back then, you know, I thought I only have one chance. Yeah. They came today, and they got to listen to it all. I'm sure uh, messages were probably very similar.
0: Like every week. Every week. But it was,
1: you're here, I'm going to tell you all I know, you know, within an hour and a half, you know. And then it was worship. And the funny thing is that it was on my iPhone. Uh But I didn't put it in airplane mode, you know. So (laughs) it will be worshiping to music on the iPhone, and then all of a sudden, you know, a phone call, a text message, you know. So I'll have to be, yeah, yeah, wait, wait, I'll call you back. (laughs) <laughs> you know so that's how it was started you know and, and one of the things is we said we're gonna start somehow yeah. we gotta we didn't wait to have everybody everything you know all the people no we said we're gonna start finally we get a, a guy who says he was a little crazy guy he he had a, a deep problem with addiction you know but he starts hearing about a different God. Beto yeah yeah and he starts tra- his life is being transformed uh-huh. you know, transformed. And he, he had a gift for music so he starts playing you know probably the, he had a, a, he, he was a like a rapper,
0: he, oh, liked, he loved yeah. freestyle.
1: So we would be in worship and he would, in the middle of worship, as you're so connected to God, he would start freestyling, you know, like, and we're all here, and God is good, and, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like, it was horrible. So I sit with him one day and I'm like, Beto, listen, I love you, man, you're awesome, you're, you're such a gift for, to us, but do not freestyle in the middle of worship, I beg you. But okay, do okay. not. Yeah.
0: So he was like, okay,
1: he, you know, he got it. He, he got a little upset, but he said, okay, I understand. Because uh, I guess that's the way he <laughs> talked to God. You know, that was his, his way to worship God. Yeah. So um, I tell him, okay, we we we're going to sing two songs. <laughs> two songs. We had it like, a, it was a very special night. I don't know, I can't remember what we did, but people were really touched. You know? So we're doing two songs. And, and then, you know, you could feel that people were hungry for more. You, know, you could uh-huh. tell that God wanted to do more. So I tell him, hey, one more song. On that third song, you start freestyling. <laughs> and I'm like, at the end, I'm like, dude, I talked to you specifically at the beginning of the meeting to not freestyle. And you know what his response was? Well, you told me two songs. I did a third one, so I freestyle. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I don't know why people kept on coming back, but they did for some reason. They had found something there. And when I mean people, I mean like 14, 15 people. Yeah, you know, when that starts was. starts
0: growing and stuff.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So. so finally, you know, people kept coming. You know, and we started growing little by little by little. Uh And and finally, uh, the girl that I talked about, the girl who I liked, Uh um, she comes back. Uh She starts helping. I'm in love with this girl, you know. So she becomes my girlfriend Uh by the grace of God. And (laughs) so the people see her and they're like, how did you get her? You know, it's all the grace of God. But um, so she starts helping out. Uh And she brings so much freshness, you know. Uh She starts telling me. She's the one who will set me aside and say, listen, people are here serving you. You do not ha- not have right to treat them like that. Wow. You know, like, oh my gosh. You know, So every time I talk to somebody or every time I, I, it's a rough conversation, I, I always filter it through her. Because uh-huh. in my mind, I'm like, you're going to know it. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. But uh-huh. she's like, listen, remember, they're people, they have feelings. Uh-huh. You cannot be that, ru- that, that, that rough. You know, you, you got to be kind, you gotta be loving. So she brings this whole thing, and you know, she's got this whole mindset of like, we gotta do things with excellence, we gotta improve here, we gotta uh, do more decoration, you know, we gotta, so the, the way One Heart worked back then was like this. Um, we, uh, well, first we started growing, you know, we started growing and growing and growing and uh, the service, after trying so many things, we started like this. First of all, we started with um, what do you call it, with a um, cover song So we will start the service with a cover song at 7.30. Um, The reason we did that was because, sadly, in Ecuador people are hardly ever on time.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So we wanted to give time for people to come, right? Then after the cover song, we had about 10 minutes to greet everybody. You know, we had a table where we would provide drinks, you know, and uh, they would come, hang out, say hello. You know, by this moment, we have about 40, 50 people, you Mm -hmm. know, which is huge to us. We're like, oh, my goodness, I mean, this is it. Uh And then right after, I will jump in you know, and talking for about, now about an hour, you know, yeah. I was cutting down my time. <laughs> um, and then we will have worship at the end, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, the reason we did worship at the end, and we still do at the end, is because we realized that non-believers, they walk in, because we attract that people. We really we attract two kinds of people. But I'll, I'll talk about one in a minute, but yeah. one heart, you know. We attract the people that were either non-believers or burned with church, you know. So they come in and they hear worship, and they're like, uh, this is so awkward to me <laughs> you know it's like karaoke, yeah. what is it you know, yeah, people yeah. are looking at the lyrics um, but we realized if we did at the end. people had an understanding a little bit you know yeah. the Holy spirit had worked in their hearts already, and they were more willing to receive more willing to engage with God so we did that you know we did that for about uh one heart uh, lasted for about uh two three years mm-hmm. three twenty three four years yeah and uh so finally, um, about four years, finally, you know, we get to the point where we're like, okay, we've maxed out the place, you know, the church was yeah. super nice, they they would let us uh, work there, you uh-huh. know, but it's like we, we, you had to find like a, a top, you know, like we had reached the ceiling, you know, mm-hmm. like if we kept doing the things the way we were, we were doing this whole years, yeah. we're not going to grow. Right. So finally, I had a good friend of mine who was like my mentor, his name is Greg. Uh-huh. And uh, he had moved to Ecuador mm-hmm. to uh, start a ministry. Well, he had a ministry back home, but he uh, felt in his heart that he needed to come and do it here. Mm-hmm. We're talking. And they're doing a lot of outreaches, you know, for non-Christian people. And uh, after a conversation, we say, hey, let's work together. You know, mm-hmm. and I said, We have something. We have something that is special. You know, people come and feel welcome. You know, we, we don't ha- put any limits on people. Anybody's coming.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but we don't know how to tell the story. Right, right. And he was an expert. He was an expert on going on a, uh His wife is incredibly talented, probably the best I've met. I, I always try to say that she's one of the best in the world, because she's got to be. She's incredible.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, and her designs. And the, yeah, she's yeah. a designer. Uh-huh. So we combine, you know, and they bring all these things, because they had worked with churches for a long time. They bring all these ideas, you know, on Facebook, uh, for Facebook, web page, Instagram, uh, how to reach people, you know, with marketing, with excellence. And we didn't know the impact that would later have. Mm-hmm. So we are talking, you know, and we say, okay, let's team up. Let's uh-huh. join. You know, so I, I will never remember this conversation. Never forget this from conversation that Greg sat me now, and He had to be very honest with me. Uh-huh. He said, okay, we're going to go through every single thing that you guys do at one. One of the things that I loved about him, about them, is that they never came and said, this is the way we do it. This is the way you should do it. Uh-huh. Not at all. They yeah. said, how do you do it? Let's improve it. Uh-huh. So he comes yeah. and tells me, okay, We're going to go through every single thing that you do, and you're going to respond to me. You're going to tell me. Why do you do it?
0: Wow. And I found
1: out so many things, we did it just because. Others were just emotional attachment. Right. For instance, the name, One Heart. You know, I I kind of I. I. it was good for a while, but then people, since we speak Spanish, people would say, one head, one heart, you know, and change the name. (laughs) And then we said, why don't we call it One? Uh Uh-huh. You know, so, wow, let's call it One, you know, and it has more meaning. The reason for One is we're all one in Christ. Yeah. No matter whether you believe differently, you know, like cause that's uh, Jesus didn't come to find, to find to start a religion or uh, denominations.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We did it because of our uh, differences of theology or understanding of the scripture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we wanted to eliminate that. Mm-hmm. You know, we said hey, do you believe in Jesus or one? Period. Okay. I don't care whether you believe in this or that or that no. Believe in Jesus or one. You don't believe in Jesus? Awesome, you're welcome. We're all one. You know, yeah. we're God's creations. So we decided to call it one we decided to move into another venue, no longer at the church,
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, we decided to move into the best-known uh, bar in Quito. Yeah. So we went on, you know, by the grace of God, and of course, Greg's an awesome negotiator, so we weren't able to negotiate and rent a Tuesday night, uh-huh. and uh, we started there, uh-huh. you know. And, and now let, let me walk you, Tide through <laughs> the, what a service looked like yeah. at one, you know. So um, first of all, You got, uh, one of the things that we're very intentional about is, one is about two things, Jesus and people. Uh We're going to make sure that we love you. We're going to make sure that we accept you. We're going to make sure that we do everything in our hands so that you can feel valuable. Uh So, you come in, and uh, this is how how it worked at the House of Rock was the name of the bar. So, you came in, and um, uh, you you were received by somebody at the door. You know, they give you a little flyer, Uh which... Christian name is bulletin. We try not to use Christian <laughs> names because then again, for many people, at least in Ecuador, Christian names are really weird. and They know what it means. So we try to use yeah. actual names or words that we use all the time. So we right. get a little flyer where it's got the logo of the series. We decided to move into me preaching a single message every week to series. It yeah. was so good. One of the biggest changes we made because we understood that it was easier for us to get across a point. Uh-huh. It was it, to our point across. <laughs> it, it, it was easier for people to remember you know yeah. what we taught on and uh, so we you know we implemented all this design which is incredible and it was amazing because the people as soon as people came they thought what is this this is a club why is it so made with excellence so done yeah. with excellence yeah. you because know? you got the amazing design you got every single uh system that we have and people many um graphic designers contacted us because they saw our design and they started coming yeah. you know so uh, so you walk in and people will greet you at the door, you know, not in a really religious way, like "Hello, brother, it's good to see you." <laughs> Which, you know, it's yeah. not real and it's uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. So you call in, and people like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Good to see you again." You go, you know, and you sit in the door, in the in the um, in the tables. You know, we come and offer you a free drink. You know, people will come and, and, and tell you, "Hey, how you doing? How was your week? What can I offer you to drink? It's all free." And then mm-hmm. uh, we we cut off the um, the cover song. Because uh-huh. realized that the worship team was focusing more on the cover song <laughs> than on worship, you know. So, cover song will be flawless. And then, in the end, worship will be, like, not as good, you know. So, and, and then we realized, you know, it's, it's better to do more worship, yeah. you know. So, it's yeah. good. People don't really miss that. I mean, a few will mention it, but it's yeah. not really a thing. So, we have a video. You know, we do videos every, every, all the time we have videos, you know, either announcement videos or videos of the series or videos of one. No with excellence. Yeah. Then I jump in. Me or Greg, you know, you would jump in and we start preaching, you know, for about thirty-five minutes to forty minutes. And I shortened it down to that <laughs> amount. Sometimes I go more, but I really try not to. So it's a lot easier for me because I don't have to say it all. I have a series, you know. We can speak about all points that we have in uh, the different uh, meetings. Uh, it's first of all, it's Tuesday night at seven thirty. The reason we did it is nowhere in the Bible doesn't say that it needs to be on Sunday. You yeah. know, people say, well, it's on the Sabbath. Sabbath really is on the Saturday, if you want to be very biblical. Yeah. So Tuesday night, you know, why do you, why don't we do it Sunday morning? You know what people that we're reaching do on Sunday morning? Sleep. They're either sleeping, hungover, yeah. or watching soccer again. Uh, so like, we're going to come to where they're at right now. Uh-huh. So we preach and then we have worship in the end, you know. And uh, our most important part, I would say, is the hangout afterwards. Could People stay and hang out and chill. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is incredible because that's when you get to connect. That's when you get to meet with people, you know. And I right. cannot tell you how many stories we have uh, found, you know, and. uh um, it's amazing uh, to see, you know, my girlfriend came with all her ideas um, and made it incredible. Great. Then uh, Greg and Krista came with all these incredible ideas. We have an awesome, awesome team of volunteers I could not be uh, more blessed. We could not be more blessed with the volunteers that we have, you know, such a yeah. good heart. The great thing is that they grew in grace. Yeah. And their first, most of them, the first encounter with the gospel was, was grace. Yeah. So they know how to treat other people with mercy, mm. with grace. So every time, you know, it, I cannot tell you how many times we hear this. Um, people that come and say, um, I don't know why. I don't believe in what you believe, but I feel at home. I feel loved. Mm. So many people have come to us and told us, uh, uh, many people have told us, if I would have gone to regular church, I would have never stayed. Now yeah. they're Christians. And, and let me tell you, if you allow me, uh, we have hundreds of stories, but let me tell you a few stories that come yeah. to my mind. Yeah. others you know, the story of this guy. Uh, he was an atheist. Uh-huh. Uh, well, not, he, he, he said he, was, he wasn't sure if he was an atheist or anything. He kind of believed in something. You know David.
0: Okay. Yep. And
1: um, uh, he came in, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, he felt so at home. Mm-hmm. And then he came to me and said, had I gone to regular church where they told me what to do or not, not to do, I would have never come back. Now he's a worship leader. Not leader, but he plays the worship band at a different church. You know, yeah. Cause yeah. Our way to lead is like, you, you, you wouldn't never say, you come to my church, you play here now. You come, yeah. you want to hear for a few months, get restored, perfect. Go back to another church, awesome. Yeah, we don't care because yeah. we we do not own people, right. you know. But the mm, cool thing about one that's is that
0: really good. never
1: you will see that nobody comes because they have to. Everybody, right. they, I always joke around, but the only people that come because they have to because their girlfriends force them. It's like, hey, come with <laughs> me, you come, you know. So we have a lot of non-believe, uh, non-believers. We have a lot of atheists. So anyway, mm-hmm. so this guy ended up, you know, life transformed. There's another guy, he's an atheist, still an atheist. He's got tattoos. You you'll see his arms and the guy like the devil and, like, swastika, you know, um, no. Christian. Oh. And uh, he sat, one day, you know, we are joking around because he's one of our volunteers, you know. Uh-huh. We, we, we have volunteers and leaders. leaders, of course, who are spiritual. You believe in Jesus. Volunteer is the guy who moves the chair, who serves the, uh, co- we, we only serve non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's one, one of, the, he was one of our volunteers, and I told him, hey, dude, do you believe in God yet? Because I knew he was an atheist. He's like, eh, I don't know, man, not sure. And then I asked him, why do you keep coming back? You know, I was joking around. I, I didn't want to tell him, hey, why do you come back if you don't believe Jesus? Of yeah. course not, because that's our message. Come even if you don't believe. Uh-huh. Um, he said, you know what? You guys are so cool. Aww. And I feel so accepted. And I feel that you love me more than my friends and my family. You know, wow. like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, you know, weeks later after that conversation, he called me. Hey, bro, could you pray for me? I have finals, you know. And I was like, man, I'm an atheist asking me to pray? Yeah. Um, we have a, had another guy. He was a skater. <laughs> same for some reason they loved helping at the bar you know serving at the bar you know <laughs> handing out the drinks so uh-huh. they're there you know and um I, I talked to him and I tell him hey bro Steven is his name Steven. do you believe in Jesus yet like dude kind of kind of kind of you know uh, <laughs> he never believed in anything He's, he said he He told me you gotta understand my family were atheists I was raised an atheist and um he said uh-huh. um but I love your messages they got such a good vibe and um I know there's something. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be something, you know, a guy who believed in nothing now, he believes in something. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, and I asked him, you know, why do you keep coming? Like, dude, because you are the coolest people I've met. You know, you treat me with so much love, respect. You never force me to believe what you mm-hmm. believe. Anyway, he um, ended up uh, moving to Australia to get his master's. And he had to, he asked me to sign a, a paper where it talked about um, how he was a volunteer. Oh. I had won. So I did. And I, he said, dude, you know what the saddest thing is for me? Not my family, not my friends is to leave one. Wow. I said, Well listen, there's an awesome church in Australia, it's called Hilson. I said, Really? So he said he said, I promise you I'm gonna go to Hilson and I'm gonna serve there. You know, sadly he's one of those guys that doesn't have Facebook email. I mean he's got email but I don't have his, but he told me I'll come back in a year and they'll probably believe in Jesus, you know. So I'm like there's this other guy, you know, who was a mess, he would come all the time, you know, drunk, wasted, high. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I hate it when he texted me. Because yeah. every time he texted me, he we was like, I'm in jail. And this is bad, you know, I should have, I should not hate it, but it was rough, you know. <laughs> 2 a.m., I'm in jail, I'm drunk, you know. Finally, one morning, he texted me at 6 a.m., and he's like, dude, I just wanted to thank you. I said, for what? I'm baptizing today. He got baptized. Uh-huh. He's a believer. In stories like that, we have so many people, uh-huh. you know, that have come and have restored their relationship with God, people that believe in Jesus. There's not yeah. a guy who came to one. Uh, he was invited to a bar. He didn't know what he was coming for. You know, we we don't tell people, hey, invite people to a bar. You know, but people do whatever they want. So they yeah. came, invited him to a bar. He thought he was gonna get wasted. Uh, during worship, he got touched. He was super touched by the message. During worship, he feels somebody next to him. He freaks out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Looks uh, looks next to him. There's nobody. Closes his eyes again. Same thing. Now he's one of our leaders. He said that night, I knew Jesus was standing next to
0: me. He's yeah. a believer,
1: hardcore believer. So people like that, you know, and that's uh-huh. the crowd we have. We have people that are non-Christian, non-believers. Though all those who church reject, uh-huh. we're welcome. Hey, come, yeah. see a different gospel. Even though it's the same gospel, of course, there's only one gospel, but see grace. See Jesus as he is. Yeah. And uh, it, it truly is amazing to see how people have found their relationship with God again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How people say, I love God. God loves me, it's most important so I would say those are the, our demographics. You know, the majority yeah. of uh, I don't. Uh, there's very few that come and visit us that do go to another church.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, many of them have said, like, I feel free here. I just gotta go to the other church because I'm a leader. But I, I come here and just receive. But the majority of them are Christians that have gotten burnt by religion. You yeah. know, But all this legalism, and yeah. now are like following Jesus. Uh-huh. But the other one is. People that not do not believe Catholics in South America. Catholics and Christians are very different. Sadly, there's a huge yeah, division. Yeah. we're bringing them in. You know, there's a girl who's been coming for about two months, and she's like super Catholic, uh-huh. super Catholic, and she loves it. She right. absolutely because we never tell her, "Hey, Iran, we're, we're right, yeah. Not at all." Hey, come, Jesus is all about Jesus, it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, of course, non-believers that keep coming. You know, yeah. last week I got a text message from these guys who are atheists and derby's friends and then they just decided to come to church and loved it you know, so I'm like, come on jesus cuz those are all messages even though they're very inspirational yeah. very practical yeah yeah they're all focused on one thing jesus christ yeah. and we're trying yeah. to change the way the world sees god
0: right
1: and by doing so we got to love them so right. we love them we accept them yeah. you know it, it is amazing to see that people can be themselves yeah. you know if they want to they don't wanna smoke inside of course yeah. um uh, let me tell you one last story about yeah. this girl. So this girl will just, in the middle of the sermon, leave. You know, this is back at One Heart. Uh-huh. She would leave in the middle of the sermon, and um, I, I came to her and I said, "Hey, why do you leave all the time?" I said, uh-huh. "You know, I, I'm addicted to cigarette. I love smoking, uh-huh. and I feel anxious, so I have to go out and smoke." But she would not just go out. She would go out to the corner because uh-huh. she thought we were gonna judge her. You know, and I'm listen, don't do that. You get a smoke, fine. Step into the door, blow the smoke out. Of Uh course, because we don't smoke in here. Like, people love it; others don't like it. You know, so just stay here. People are not gonna say anything to you. Don't you Uh worry. That's that should be the least of your concerns. And well, she did that. After Uh a few months, you know, I kind of forgot about that um, episode and um, came to her. I said, "Why don't you go out anymore?" Uh She said, "I don't need it. I don't smoke anymore." Nobody had to tell her. It was only her finding Jesus, where she was, Uh that led her to stop smoking. Hmm. So, and stories like that. We have hundreds and hundreds. Well, many. A lot. (laughs) A lot. Because we have about, I don't know. uh, We probably have about 200, maybe I would say 240 people that come, but they don't all come. At the same time. At the same time. So, we have an attendance of about 170 people. Mm -hmm. You know, 170, 180. Yeah. but it is so good to see. It's funny because sometimes we encounter people in the streets they're like, oh, I'm so sorry I haven't been able to come. And we're like, dude, chill. Yeah. Come here to say hello because I love you because you're cool. Uh-huh. And they have that freedom that, uh, of course, you know, people will be. Some will come right. every Tuesday. Others will not come. But I love the fact that they can feel that they can come back home anytime they want to. Right, right. You know, and we're not going to judge them. You know, and it's a work in progress. You know, we, of course, we have counseling. We also have what is called One Uh connects, which is kind of like groups outside of one that uh, work during the week. You know, so we have one that is for cooking. So Uh everything is, is... Connected to one, meaning they come, they cook. But before that, we talk about God. Jesus Uh is awesome, you know, come to one. Now we're going to cook, you know. The reason for cooking is because you can share with people. Uh And we have CrossFit, you know. God wants you to take care of your spirit, body, and mind, you know. Now we're going to take care of our body, you know. We're going to do CrossFit. You know what, God is so in love with you. Come on Tuesdays. Then we have another one that is called next, you know. It's the more spiritual one. One for guys, you know. We meet at a bar and people just come to a bar to have a drink. And then all of a sudden, at at the end, they're praying, you know. We're building relationships. With the girls, you know, I don't know exactly what they do with the girls because they're so different uh, than guys, you know, but they go and talk about God. I don't know, they gossip, I don't know what they do, but, uh, but they're very spiritual too, though. Very and then, very um,
0: spiritual gossip.
1: We have all this, all this gossip about Peter and Paul, you know, that's what they do, but we have all this one connects, we call it, where people can come and get connected. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm not say I'm not alone, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, it's good because you will see our people in the parties, you will see your people in clubs, you know, and mm-hmm. not necessarily getting wasted but they're going on with their own lives and being light it's amazing because mm-hmm. we haven't grown by doing um, Crusades or by doing yeah. outreaches we do some but really our growth has come from people coming and saying wow God did something to me I want you here
0: yeah
1: you're my friend you need to hear this message yeah. you need to come you need to come yeah. so it, it, it really is is awesome to see what God is uh, doing of course we yeah. want people to change of yeah. course we want people and we're Discipling people, you know, right. that that's what we want. Want people to be believers of Jesus Christ and act like Him. Yeah. But we realize that first of all, not everyone, wants to be disciple. Right. Second right. of all, it takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, yeah. I, if I
1: come with the gospel that tells you you're gonna go to hell and God is gonna punish you, out of fear you will change for two weeks.
0: Mm. Then you go
1: back to your old self and you're gonna say, I tried that, that didn't work. Yeah. But if I come to you with the gospel of grace and say, Hey, because Paul gospel, calls it the gospel of grace, and I tell you, Hey, you know what? You keep seeking Jesus. You keep following Him. You keep praying. You know, no matter what you do, keep following Him. Don't let any sin stop yeah. you. It takes a long time. Yeah. Three, yeah. four, or five months, but the change is real. Yeah. We got people that stop drinking completely. Uh-huh. You know. We got people that stop smoking. We got people that don't curse anymore. People that uh, whose family say, "What the heck's wrong with you? You're not this person." Yeah. You know, and uh, so it, it is cool. It's a process. It's a process. I mean, we are not in a hurry. Yeah. We, of course we would like for people to change in a minute yeah. but the reality is they don't
0: yeah. you know, yeah. they need
1: to come to a place where they feel accepted yeah. where if they sin they can be so open about it so they can find restoration they can find mm-hmm. forgiveness yeah. and that's what we're doing we're honest when people come and tell me hey I got drunk what do you think I'm like you're an idiot <laughs> you know that's gonna kill you um, but I love you so come uh-huh. in you know uh-huh. sit with me you know we're, uh, like, we're still friends they don't see any, feel any rejection yeah. they know what I feel but the fact that they feel that God is bigger than their sin yeah. They can come to Jesus, come to church just as they are. Yeah, it, it, it truly is is something that well, inspires us all.
0: I I mean even so the series that we're in right now the whole selfie mm-hmm. series I mean obviously besides just being relevant to this day and age I think um, not this past week but the week before when mm-hmm. we kicked off talking about just how um, we how we are made and how it's you know while in many ways you know it's it's easy to have attention in ourselves. We really just want that approval. We just want approval from people in this era of, like, taking pictures and posting them for likes and everything like that. And I think something that you said that I think a lot of people don't hear in other places, I mean, you know, again, depending on where you're from, but, I mean, it's kind of a rare message. Is like, God accepts us. You know, he loves us before we're Mm -hmm. perfect, like what you're saying now. And... In that, you know, like, we we have to trust him. You know, if we're saying that we can accept ourselves when God says we're acceptable, what are we saying about God? You know exactly. what I mean? And he, the way he created us, and even, I thought it was so funny, I was, like, um, trying to translate for uh, a couple people on the team. Um, even though you talk so fast in Spanish um, just like the part like you're like okay so you know some things you can change you know we all want to improve ourselves we want to make ourselves better but some things like you don't you don't like your faith you know that's your faith you have have to learn how to like accept these different things and even that I mean yeah besides just being practical I think it's something that people need to hear you Mm -hmm. know in a different way and I think especially I mean even something you know that I'm like wow like We can even know, like a lot of us know inside that it doesn't matter necessarily at all how much attention we get online, (laughs) Um, but it's something that we forget because here we are, you know, it's so easy to just be living life, and I think that's something that, I don't know, I think I can, speak even from personal experience, that one, one has been refreshing, you know, and I think has been different, not just from something else in Ecuador, but I think from a lot of stuff in the U.S. too, um, So yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's cool. It's cool too. And I know you've explained it here for the sake of everyone, but that I've been able to see it go from one heart and what it was to what it is now and Mm -hmm. how it's continuing to grow. And I guess even saying that, what what do you see, I guess, as the next few steps, but eventually the future for one as a whole?
1: Future for one. Well, uh, a few things, you know, because we do things in such a non-traditional way, We do encounter a lot of opposition, you know, not from non Christians, mostly from Christians. You know, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: so it's a little rough, but we don't want that to stop us, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, because of the things that we do, when we look for new venues, we gotta look for specific things because we want to do everything with excellence. Yeah, every single thing with excellence because we believe that if you serve God, you gotta serve with excellence. we want to uh, eventually, you know, and we're praying and looking because the bar where we met, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. got shut down by the IRS. <laughs> so it had nothing to do with us. We just rented it for the night. Yeah. So we had to move into another bar. It's cool, too. It's cool, mm-hmm. but we're outgrowing the place. It's hard to find a bar that fits mm-hmm. 200 people.
0: Right, right, Really right. hard. Yeah.
1: Um, so we're uh, actually right now moving into, uh, we have a venue that we have in our eyes, and, I mean, in our minds, and we want to be able to rent it, decorate it, you know, mm-hmm. for one reason. We don't do things for the sake to be cool. Right. Not at all. Yeah. But we do thi- we do know one thing. that All the things that we do from the beginning, when you come in, somebody greets you, gives you a cool design, you have cool design videos and all of that, mm-hmm. and people treat you well, even though that will not transform you, because mm-hmm. only Jesus Christ can transform you, that will open up your heart. Mm-hmm. That will touch your heart. So all the things that we do are strategically, so when you sit down to listen to the word, your heart is already touched. It's mm-hmm. already open, saying... Mm-hmm. Wow, maybe they have something to say. Maybe they're different. And that's when the gospel comes in. Because so, everything's
0: done with actuality. Exactly.
1: Every single thing. So we want to look for a place that is like that, that fits more people, that um, where we can expand. You know, we want to be a blessing to the community as well. We don't want to stay within our walls. Yeah. You yeah. know, as a matter of fact, we don't, uh, of course, if somebody has the calling to be a pastor, or a minister, a worship leader, that's awesome, you know, and, and we encourage that. But mostly we encourage, go and live your world, change your world be mm-hmm. the person you, you're you a doctor awesome you are an artist you are a dj you are into fashion because that's a crowd that we have really. yeah, that yeah. crowd, you know uh-huh. so um it's awesome to think that uh before we had a girl who said they told me that being a fashion designer was from the devil she had to go to a shrink you know because she got messed up wow and we came hey you can honor god with that in such a huge way such a dark world that you can definitely bring so much light so we have a yeah. few fashion designers we have uh So we want to keep on expanding, not only to what happens within the four worlds worlds of one, but to the community. Yeah. We want people to recognize that it is the church that is helping them. Yeah. We want to, so the idea of this new place that we have in mind is we're going to start, it's going to be like a, a, like a gallery also for the, because the area where we meet is so central and it's full of artists, you know. Yeah. It's a cool place. So. Uh, we want those artists to come and present their work. Oh, you know, that's we want so awesome. we want to have co-working for entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, for a low cost, you know, so they can say, "Wow, the church is subsidizing this." You know, the church is mm-hmm. helping us to come, opening the walls. We want to have uh, events for kids from the community. Right, you know, right. we want to go because you know, sadly, and I don't know how it is in the states, but the majority of artists in Ecuador they don't believe in God. You mm-hmm. know, they believe in something else, but not Jesus Christ. I say it's because the church has cut their wings. They have said, "Hey, mm. no." Wow, no, dude. No. So we're like, okay, we're going to bring you another God. Well, not another God, the real Jesus. You know, hey, yeah. he loves you. He gave you a talent for a reason. Yes. Yeah. You know, so we want to involve this whole community so that they can also see Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's the future of one as of now, you know, immediate future. You know, of mm-hmm. course, we're thinking expanding to other cities in the future, maybe other countries, because we believe that people need to hear this message and people need to be accepted and loved for who they are. Mm, and yeah. and we, we believe that people need to start, Christians need to start seeing past their sin. My dream is, because sadly, in Ecuador, when you say, in Latin America, when you say Christians, they're like, oh, my gosh, you are somebody who judges, you're grumpy, you're mean, you're close-minded. You know that's the reaction they get. Yeah. But my dream is for people to say, "You're a Christian. Wow! You must be loving. You must be accepting. You must be a servant. You must be the one who's always lifting me up. You must be the one who's always there to rescue me, to help me. Mm. You are not me. You're full of love." That is my dream. Wow. So it will not happen within the four walls that we have. We need to expand.
0: Yeah. Wow. Man. Well, I guess um, for now that's a good that's a that's a good summary of what it is. Although. That's probably happening soon, right? The, the expansion. I mean, it has to. It has to happening. happen. It
1: has to happen. We are at another bar, you know, and uh, but we can only be there till January.
0: Yeah.
1: And we, it's, it's small. Uh-huh. So it's not that we can fit more people either. So you yeah. will not allow us to grow. So we're hoping that by February or March, we will be moved, fully moved into our new venue. Uh-huh. We're praying for God to provide people, you know, help us, also resources, because it's not something cheap, but yeah, that, that's our vision and our prayer
0: man. Well, I could ask you a bunch more things. Maybe we'll have to podcast again. I wish people could listen to your messages online, but they are all in Spanish, so only <laughs> only for the Spanish speakers. Um, but yeah, thank you, Camilo. I am excited to be a part of everything that's changing. And um, if you guys are interested in hearing more, definitely go to it's one uio because that's like the airport code so one uio.com is the website and you can see what's going on you might have to use the translator if you don't speak spanish also facebook oh yeah also facebook definitely you can see what's going on one
1: uio and instagram
0: and instagram (laughs) all of the channels (laughs) all right i'm gonna sign off here so there it is that is the story I think, honestly, like what Camila said, there's, like, not that much I can add on top of it. Like, he wants to see people who are being loved well, who are being accepted to to have a place for people to go, and to also love the community, to create a different reputation for what uh, a church can be, for what a Christian community can be. And I think that's awesome, and I think it's something that's necessary in this day and age, and probably especially in Ecuador, um, and I'm just so glad to be able to be a part of this. For those of you who have known a little bit about my time in Ecuador, this has actually meant a whole lot to me, and this is, you know, where I go every single week, and, and Camilo, I'm honored to have the opportunity to work with him, and yeah, so it's something that I'm, I'm glad I get to talk about, I hope you like hearing about, um, but yeah, as you heard at the end there, there is a lot that's going on, well, there's a lot of changes coming up, and If, for some reason, you want to support what's going on, obviously totally optional, um, but I'm going to include some links uh, under the podcast description or in the podcast description. And there, you know, if you do want to support the new building, like the fundraising for that, or if you even just want to find out more, I'll include uh, those, those links to the different social media things and the website as well. So yeah, again, I just hope you liked it. Thank you for listening. And as Camilo says, go out there and and change your world, impact your world, Um, especially if you, you know, just like jive with what grace is, like go show people grace and love. (laughs) The end.